77 WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. What do you want? And that was just a short time ago in Midtown. Unfortunately, police attacked. Police attacked. Arrests made at a pro-Palestinian protest. One person carrying a swash sticker as they swarmed Midtown in a bid to derail the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Boy, do we have a lot to get to this morning. Uh, As things started to uh, dwindle down in Midtown, about 500 protesters were left in the crowd when there was a face-off with police near West 47th Street and Avenue of the Americas. Multiple people, multiple people were pepper sprayed by police and arrested in the melee. It was not immediately clear how many people have been cuffed in the uh, hours long protests, but uh, several arrests were made. Former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, world shaping diplomat, the last surviving member of former President Richard Nixon's cabinet has died on Wednesday. He was 100 years old. And wait until you hear what the new mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, what this guy has to say about race. It is unbelievable. You can't say I misquoted him because you're going to hear the mayor himself. That's coming up. Let's go back to the uh, top story, and let's go ahead and open up the phone lines, by the way, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So the protesters, and I've just about had it with these uh, pro-Palestinian protesters, they were unable, and rightfully so, it's about time that the NYPD cracked down on the nonsense, and you you could you could see that they were not going to get to the actual uh tree lighting but they did their best to disrupt whatever they could so they were unable to get to the area they wanted to the enormous crowd instead swarmed around the tree outside the news corp building which of course houses the uh, new york post and fox news and, and and they had already been targets of pro-Palestinian protests on at least two occasions uh, previously. And so uh, some of the protesters were chanting free, free Palestine. And uh, some people were doing things that they should not be doing. One carrying a massive sign bearing a swastika. sticker. Why in the world would you do that? Comparing uh, the Israel Defense Forces to German Nazis it, it, it was just ugly. NYPD officers continuously put, pushed back the crowds who shoved back, calling the cops 
effing Nazis. This is what went on in Midtown just a short time ago. And the protesters attempted to knock down the barricades that police had put up to keep them separate from the uh, large crowds hoping to take in the holiday tradition and a beautiful tradition of the uh, Christmas tree lighting. So that's the uh, latest protest. Just a short time ago, police have made arrests. Henry Kissinger, Secretary of State under Presidents Nixon and Ford, dies at 100. Uh, No one dominated uh, foreign policy in the United States as the United States uh, as as much as Mr. Kissinger did. Uh, I only recall uh, dealing with him once. Many years ago, and I think it was at the Four Seasons Hotel, and it was the Four Seasons Hotel in D.C., and I'm in the elevator, and I'm going downstairs. I just left my room, and this guy walks in, and I'm like, wait a minute. That's Dr. Kissinger. And so I, I have this thing about I, I, don't, I don't go crazy when I, when I meet celebrities because they're just like the rest of us. And I said, hello, Dr. Kissinger, how are you? And without missing a beat, he said, fine, young man, how are you? And his his traditional voice of what we have come to see on the news. And that's the one time that I interacted with him um, uh, on a one-on-one basis. Now, remember, uh, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. And decades later, his name still provokes impassioned debate over foreign policy landmarks long past. And um, he's the only presidential appointee to serve as national security advisor and secretary of state. He was one of President Nixon's most trusted cabinet members and secured lasting changes to U.S. foreign policy, as we all know, uh, in the 20th century through an emphasis on de-escalation between great world powers. So now let's get to, I see your calls coming in. We will get to them in just a moment. Let's, let's deal with Chicago. I I don't know. Maybe it's something in the water in Chicago. Maybe it's something in, in the, uh, in the water in Chicago, the new mayor there, Brandon Johnson, he's blaming his predecessor, Lori Lightfoot, and here's the key part, right-wing extremism for the decline of the Windy City amid crime and the migrant crisis. So in other words, don't blame me, I inherited this mess. That's nothing new. That's nothing new. All mayors do it. It's not my fault. Look at my predecessor. They may be of the same party, but don't look at me. Look at my predecessor. So he's blaming Lightfoot, a fellow Democrat, for not allocating the budget to handle the migrant mission. Right. And here's the key part. He's also hitting out at so-called right wing extremism for what he says is deliberately targeting a Democratic city run by a person of color, right? It's going to get a lot worse. But if you want to understand what's going on at Hillcrest High School 
in Jamaica. And if you want to understand what's going on with this nonsense of Black Lives Matter, if you want to really understand why America's cities are in the positions that they're in, and it's because of people like Mayor Johnson, who constantly makes excuses, and it sends all the wrong messages to young people. I want you folks to listen to this. This is a report on the migrant crisis. You think Adams has got problems? Listen to this. This is Fox 32 in Chicago as it relates to the migrant crisis. The mayor also responded to criticism from residents of Brighton Park, who say there's been a lack of transparency about plans to build a huge migrant camp on an empty lot. We're not going to break away from our value system because right-wing extremism is sowing seeds of discord in this city. Construction at that site is expected to begin tomorrow, even though Johnson says an environmental impact study of the site won't be released until the end of the week. Sound familiar? Change the mayors, change the cities. Sounds familiar. New York, Chicago, migrant, migrant headache. Not, not a, not, not, not a, a great plan to deal with it. Tremendous political problem. Now I want you to listen to this. Mayor Johnson talking about the migrant issue in Chicago. Do you know when I was sworn in in, in May? that the previous city council did not budget for 2023's migrant mission. So not only have we stood up an operation, the full force of government in a collaborative way, we did it without the previous city council even providing resources for it. Now, it's an international crisis that I inherited. And so the work, of course, is ongoing. Um, winter's coming fast, and that is why, whether it's base camps, brick and mortar, demanding that the federal government do more. The faith community is doing its part and then some. Our ultimate goal is to get people off of floors, those who are sleeping outside, to get them indoors. And we're doing all that while making sure we're investing in people who have already been here. Investing in people that have already been here. Mayor Johnson, so I'm about to, of Chicago, I'm about to get to the doozy in just a second. But by the way, folks, and this is a good thing, Global investments using the so-called woke environmental, social, and governance standards has led to trillions of dollars of losses for businesses in a two-year span, especially in the U.S. So in other words, the Black Lives Matter movement and the woke movement is no longer good for business here in America. And that's a good thing because these companies need to get away from this nonsense. So here's the part that had me in a tizzy. Mayor Johnson, and I want you folks to listen to this carefully. He's talking about, quote unquote, right wing extremists. Right wing extremists. And in 2023, in a, a, a day away from December of 2023, this is what the mayor had, not my words, you're going to hear it from him, what he has to say as it relates to quote-unquote right-wing extremists. 
it is, it is, it is abysmal and it's an affront for everything that is good about this country, for the extremism in this country to use people as political tools to settle political scores for something that happened 400 years ago. They're still mad that a black man is free in this country. <laughs> I, I, I want it to, you know, let, let it settle in. I want you to listen to it again. I want it to settle in what the mayor, because see, folks, you call up here and you ask me to explain what's going on in urban America and this is why we have problems. This is why. This is the mayor of one of America's largest cities who happens to be an African-American man. And he's attacking people that he views as right, right-wing extremists. And he says they're still upset that a black man is free in this country. And so if you want to understand why the kids at Hillcrest High School are acting like a fool, not all of them, some, look to Mayor Johnson. Look to people that are giving our young people crutches to do less than their best, even worse. They're telling them, if you're not excelling, if you're not doing well, it's because of racism. I want you to listen again. And then we're going to start with your telephone calls on all the topics that we're dealing with. I want you to listen again to what Mayor Johnson had to say as it relates to he's dealing with the migrant crisis. Uh, He's got a lot of issues going on. The people in Chicago are giving him hell and rightfully so over the migrants. And he's stating, don't don't blame me. Point to my fellow Democrat Lightfoot. And, and, you know, they, these are right-wing extremists that are upset that a black man is running the city. Listen again to what the mayor had to say. It is, it is, it is abysmal, and it's an affront for everything that is good about this country, for the extremism in this country to use people as political tools to settle political scores for something that happened 400 years ago. They're still mad that a black man is free in this country. Are you serious, Mr. Mayor? How, how could you stand up there and say something like that when you're one elected by the people, right? And you have a responsibility to the younger people in your community to give them, to give them, to guide them. And this is what you say. So we're going to take your telephone calls right now on this issue and a number of them, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. But again, our lead story is this. Get out of here. Hey, watch, you got a gun. How the police do their jobs. It, it, it's amazing. What you're listening to is what happened at the 
at the Christmas, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting tonight. If you watch the television show, they could not get near the broadcast. Thank God they could not get anywhere near it. You have to tip your hat to the NYPD that kept these people away from destruction of a show that, that is seen national and international, the Christmas tree lighting in New York City. But police barricades were flying. People were knocking them over. They were doing, the protesters were doing everything they could. Some holding swastikas, stickers, some attacking police officers. Many had to be pepper sprayed. This happened just a short time ago in Midtown. In Midtown. Let's start with your telephone calls this morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's begin with Ben in Brooklyn. Good morning, Ben. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, uh, Dominic. Thank you, um, uh, call screener, for letting me come in. I just uh, just have some ideas about strength. Oh, okay, Ben, I need you to get to the point. I need you to get to the point. Go right ahead, okay, please. Okay, okay. I was thinking that we can strengthen conservatism in the city by, one, establishing um a Tea Party, and also um, having a pro-Israel rally, and so that's basically it. Since I'm uh, short on time, well, it's it's it, it, one uh, pro. Thank you for the call, Ben. Pro-Israel rallies are occurring, uh, but they need to occur a lot more with a lot more frequency to counter the noise of what's happening with these pro-Palestinian uh, rallies. And, um, you, you know, we're dealing with a situation uh, in, in this city where it's becoming to be a bit too much. It, it's, you know, you, you got your point across. So now you want to disrupt everything that's positive in the city of New York for, for your narrow-minded uh, cause. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Morning, Dominic. Th- thanks for taking my call. You know, I when I hear about those protesters, I'm I'm sorry if I'm a stickler, but I, I just think it's too. Um, I, the term pro-Palestinian to me is that is what the China financial affiliate news media wants to call them, and I think we should start calling them for what they are, and that is anti-Semitic pro-Hamas supporters. I don't hear anything that's talking about pro-Palestinian or supporting, and it implies that the Palestinians somehow are on some under unjust. Uh, aggression when it's Hamas using the Palestinian and Gaza Strip as a medium just to attack and destroy Israel. You know, I I just think it contributes to the confusion of the issue, and and, and especially I blame the the China financially affiliated news media for not highlighting the horrors of what happened on October seventh and downplaying that, but but uh, emphasizing and highlighting the innocent people being caught up in the crossfire who are forced to stay in the, in the crossfire by Hamas. And, you know, they're, they're, Israel has a, a, a justification attack. You know, unfortunately, war brings hell. And hell, unfortunately, innocent people die. It's been happening ever since, you know, human, humans are, and man has been fighting and wars since they've been fighting wars. Um, and it's tragic. It's, it's part of the tragedy of it all. But I just think, I'm sorry if it sounds, I'm being... A stickler. I just think it's too dignifying to call them pro-Palestinian, in my humble opinion. Okay, so Dave, one more time, what do you feel they should be called? 
uh, anti-Semitic pro-Hamas supporters. Well, see, I, I, to be honest and fair to them, I, I don't know if all of them in the uh, protest are, are anti-Semitic, but, but whether they realize it directly or not, they, they are uh, uh, lending credibility to, to the horrible issue of anti-Semitism. So, well, I mean, may, maybe you're correct, Dave. Maybe. I mean. Well, here, here's the thing, Dominic. Then if, if, you, if you're outraged by Hamas, I mean, what they did was barbaric and, 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 and you know, I can't, can't even explain it. Yeah, you know, then don't, don't affiliate or associate with that rally. But these are people who are all in the same you know, I'm not saying they're all great, but they're allowed to be there. You're you're participating. You're supporting this message. You're, yes. You're allowing yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I mean, you know what I'm saying, Dominic? And I, I wouldn't want any affiliation with that. Right. Right. Well, well, when you put it, when you lay it out the way you just did, Dave, uh, you're correct, and that's why I think most people of common sense, most people of goodwill are trying to live their lives and don't have anything to do with these protests. I mean, enough is enough. You've made your point. You're not going to impact world affairs. I mean, they think that they are, but but they're not. And at you know, at what point? I I mean, I I don't know, Dave. I the way I look at things, I I just I guess I just look at them differently. Number one, I I understand that. Uh, and thank you, thank you for the call, Dave. I understand that when it comes to finances, that the money does not just grow on trees for government. You've got to find a way to entice tourists. For example, the Christmas tree lighting, uh, events like that. It brings in tourism dollars. And what tourist wants to be here and watch a melee where, where police are attacked and barricades are flying through the air that could hit you or your child? Who wants to spend their money on hotel, on food, on entertainment coming from somewhere else in the country or from around the world to witness that, or you can't even get to the Christmas tree lighting because of these people and their narrow-minded approach to a world affair that they know absolutely nothing about. Mordecai in New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um... I just wanted to highlight two things. One is that when I go to New York rallies for Israel, we are thanking the police for keeping us safe. The cops are smiling at us, saying, you're welcome. It's our pleasure. And we really mean it. That's the decorum of the pro-Israel rallies. You don't see anybody, you don't see Orthodox Jews marching at pro-Israel rallies, uh, frankly, beating the crap out of cops. Um, you do on the other side. Now, number two, uh, to, to what you said previously, the chance that they're saying, they're not saying uh, we want two states, we want it now. They're saying we don't want no two states, we want all of it. Um, they also say from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That means free of Jews and free of Israel. The, the land between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea is Israel and the, uh, the Palestinian territories. They say there is no Israel in that land. They only want a Palestinian land. So... Um, the, the way that they mask this is by saying we are not anti-Semitic because we're not going against Jews, even though they carry swastikas. The way they say this, we just we're just going after Zionists, where 92 percent of Jews are Zionists and a whole but 
you're a Zionist, I'm a Zionist. The Zionist is someone who believes that Israel has the right to exist. That's it. That's what a Zionist is. They're like, we only, we only go after Zionists. They change the English language, Dominic. That's what they're doing. They change the definitions, like Soviet propaganda. That's what they're doing. And that literally, that's what it is. Well, I, you know, I, Mordecai, you, you, you're correct. You, you're correct in your assessment. And, you know, everybody has a First Amendment right to be out there. But but uh, it, it is it is a, a bit ridiculous uh, what what is uh, what continues to uh, go on here. I mean, in terms of the rallies and you you had me with your first point, Mordecai, and, and it's an accurate one. The pro-Israel rallies to the last time uh, I checked, uh, they don't engage in beating up police officers and attacking police. And how ironic the the other side the other side does how ironic and and you know Mordecai I hadn't even looked at it that way so I thank you very much for that Mordecai you still with me we have a good night thank you thank you so much Mordecai thank you and you have a uh, very good morning thank you breaking news WABC well, we are just receiving news that Israel and Hamas have agreed to extend their temporary truce for another day. So the deadline would have passed uh, at midnight, but the, the, the deal was set to end uh, Thursday morning, and it is Thursday morning right now in Israel. So the deal would have uh, been over as of right now, but the truce between Israel and Hamas has been extended. Each side has agreed to extend their temporary truce for another day. Now, among the um, the people that were released just a few hours ago included an American citizen. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your calls. Audrey in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I'm a little hoarse, but I'm, I'm happy about this extension of the truce, but why can't they continue doing it as opposed to fighting? You know, there's something that's very disturbing about that, but um, hopefully they can keep extending it. But I wonder what's going to happen when they run out of uh, out of um, hostages. That means they have to go back fighting? And and when when Israel has received as, as many hostages as they can pull out, they should resume the bombing. They should resume the attacks. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Okay, that's okay. I pray that they don't. And try there's some virus going on there. I got it. But start, stay away for it and get your booster shot. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. It said here you wanted to talk about the situation yes, in Chicago. I do. I, I do. Well, what he said, um, in a sense of, of pointing fingers, you know, that's easy for everybody to do. Everyone does it, even, even talking about this Hamas-Israel stuff. Everybody points fingers at the other person being wrong. But... In a sense, um, Lightfoot didn't really do too much of anything. Now, she was not the best mayor of um, at all. She was a little bit cocky. But as far as the history, um, it's not like the Americans are upset because black people are free. He sort of messed that one up. But it's just when you look at the laws that they're sort of reversing, like voting rights and, you know, mapping stuff and taking things away, it, it reminded me so much of 1836 when, you know, during Reconstruction. But he needs to read a little bit more about history and sort of not be less cocky. Instead of that blaming, he should do a better job. Just do his job and the hell with all that pointing fingers because he should look at the history of Eric Adams and he should know better. 
Audrey, I, I hope I hope that your voice gets better and thank you for your call. What Audrey is referring to is something that set me on fire just a few hours ago because it counters everything that I'm about, what I'm trying to explain to young people of color. Again, I want you to listen to this now one more time. The mayor of Chicago, he's talking about what he says are far right extremists. It is it is it is abysmal and it's an affront for everything that is good about this country, for the extremism in this country to use people as political tools to settle political scores for something that happened 400 years ago. They're still mad that a black man is free in this country. This is coming from the mayor of Chicago (laughs) as we are heading into December 2023. He says far-right extremists are still mad that a black man is free in this country. Way to go, Mr. Mayor. Put one under the leadership column for you. What a way to set an example for our young people. What a way, Mr. Mayor, to tell them to stay in school, respect your elders, respect your parents, do your best. Whatever happened to that, Mr. Mayor? To all the thugs in Chicago that are committing crimes and they hear you say they're still angry that a black man is free, what message do you think that sends to them, Mr. Mayor? Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77. Wow. WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with the uh, with the fact that the um, protest a short time ago for uh, pro-Palestinian issues turned uh, violent at the uh, Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting. Police were attacked barricades thrown. Police had to uh, spray mace. It was one big mess. We will be right back. They're arresting the minor. They're arresting the minor. Create a perimeter. Let's go. What we do? Create a perimeter, cops. Create a perimeter. All right. Come on. Right around here. Come on. Back up. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. I feel a hole in my heart. Her daughter-in-law, Ramon, was seen in a hostage video released by Hamas last week. The first proof her family has that she's still alive. On one hand, we're very happy to see her alive, Esther says. On the other hand, we haven't seen or heard from our son. We talk often about the rockets and the bombs, but this is a story about the people both here in southern Israel and inside Gaza. And that is reporter Trey Yanks of the uh, Fox News Channel discussing 
the ongoing situation uh, as it relates to the uh, war in which uh, Hamas freed 16 uh, sausage hostages, that is, and Israel released 30 imprisoned Palestinians, and uh, the expiration of the temporary ceasefire was just hours away, but it has been extended, as we just reported minutes ago, for another day. They have been able to negotiate one more day, and an American citizen among the hostages that were freed by Hamas. A number of stories we are dealing with this morning. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's really good to talk to you, man. And I think that you played that tape of that knucklehead Brandon Johnson just to get under my skin tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I listened to it, and they're on so many levels. On so many. First of all, it was the Democrats who lost the Civil War, not the Republicans, Brandon. Okay, so you should probably learn your history. And it's like on the one level, like Rush said, they're always accusing us of what they're doing. Trump is an authoritarian. They're authoritarian. Trump is an extreme. They're extreme. And it's just the media helps them paint that picture. But it dovetails into a far more important subject. And I got to give credit to the Democrats. You guys have done such a model job running our cities. I mean, look at them. Business is booming. I mean, leaving. People are thriving. I mean, fleeing. Crime is up. Drug addiction in the street. Homeless. Sanctuary cities. Your kids are averaging a 20% proficiency rate in reading and math. And this knucklehead is telling you it's Republicans' fault. And I'm sorry, but if you believe that, there is absolutely no hope for you, and I only hope that they are in a small enough percentage where they don't ruin the rest of the country because that is just mind-numbingly ignorant. And I really appreciate you letting me vent like that, Dominic. Well, so good. well thank you. Thank you for the call, Robert. I, I, I was just incensed when, when I heard what the mayor of Chicago had to say because you're supposed to be a leader. Lead. Sheer ignorance. You you Sheer don't stand ignorance. up there and and play the race card. I mean, and just just like right out of your mouth, you know that they, they, they're still angry because a black man is still free. While huh? his party was the party of slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, the KKK, church burnings, all Democrats, and somehow they turned it around so that we're the racists, and that just drives me nuts. Like I said, sheer ignorance. And people that voted for him, I'm sorry to say, sharing that ignorance. And if you are ignorant, it's not necessarily your fault. But if you remain ignorant, it is your fault. And there's too much media out there for anyone to not see what a jackass this guy is. Let the church say amen to Robert in Philadelphia. If you remain ignorant, then it's your fault. Hey, you're on point, Robert. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call. I'm looking at my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. You can send me a comment. People are uh, texting me, telling me they can't get through. We we have uh, we have the phones. Just keep trying. Uh, they they clear up pretty pretty fast. You can follow me at Dominic TV. Uh, you can send me a comment. And I'm looking to what Lisa Pure just said. Lisa said, um, I, "Wow, starting off with incredible news." 77 WABC. Tune in. Uh, uh, tree lighting mayhem, New York City. God bless the uh, NYPD and Israel and USA. Amen, 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 Lisa. 
protesters calling NYPD Nazis. Wow. Sad times. NYPD news. Thank you for that uh, comment, Lisa. It's on point and it is accurate. Let's go to Queens. Let's say good morning to Mike. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. I just wanted to, this is about yesterday's program. Very quickly, you had a, a very dear friend that's uh, got the news where she's got to go in for a very serious operation. And I was just wondering, had you tried to get get to see the Dr. Lieberman over on uh, 38th and Broadway? He does something called radio surgery. Right. Uh, unfortunately, and I her name is Ta- Tamara Tucci, and I did get the opportunity to speak to her today. She's going to join me live on the radio uh, Sunday night, and so uh, she'll 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 tell her own story, uh, Mike, and she'll also be taking um, phone calls from the public. Well, l- let me just say this, and then I'll come back to Dr. Lederman, who who does great work. Uh, one, it's amazing how you can learn things in life. So I did not know how powerful the issue of breast cancer is and how much it resonates. We all hear about it. We we hope that it doesn't impact people in our family. But I did not know until I woke up today with all the emails about Tamara and all the comments and so on. And again, there's a GoFundMe page. Just put in her name, Tamara Tucci. It comes right up. But back to Dr. Lederman, Mike, this this happened so fast. Uh, she called me up uh, maybe two and a half, three months ago. To, to answer your question, she's had uh, second opinions from the doctors in Florida, but she had, there's no time to extend it out any further. She's having a double mastectomy five days from Christmas, and she had there's no more time. Uh, plus there's the issue of all the money that it takes to deal with these these things. There's no time for her to see Dr. Lederman. I asked her specifically about that. But thank you. Thank you so much, Mike, for for your uh, for your uh, telephone call. Let's go to Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I heard the sad news about uh, Henry Kissinger. You know, over two decades ago, I was in the city, and I saw him, and I gave him a wave, and he waved back to me. Uh, he was a, a pleasant person. And I just wanted to say he was probably, the, in modern times, the most influential uh, Secretary of State we had. He did yes. so much in the Nixon administration. He opened up ties with Red China, dealing with Mao and Chu and Lao. Uh, he helped uh, Israel with the uh, war uh, in, in the 1960s, the Six-Day War. And, of course, he helped bring an end to uh, Vietnam. The war in Vietnam. Indeed. Uh, they don't make them like that anymore. No, they really don't. <laughs> you, you know, Al, and, and he was a friendly man. And, uh, yes. And, uh, you know, he, he would embrace you. You see him in public. And, um, yeah, yeah, you, you know, he, he, he had his share of critics, but but who doesn't? Yes, you know? he did from the war of Vietnam. Yes. Very controversial. Yes. Al, thank you for the call. Thank you. Have a great morning. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, the leader of tonight's protest is the woman I had mentioned a few nights ago, Nadine Kiswani. She needs to be arrested, prosecuted, and Okay, but, but, but uh, wait, wait, wait. Arrested for what? For leading, for what? For, for leading uh, these attacks on the police. John, on but, but, you, but, but you can't 
tell me tell me how with the NYPD because she's the leader unless you see her instructing people to attack police you just can't arrest her for the sake of arresting her Dominic she planned and executed this as a means okay. of disrupting the okay. Christmas tree lighting okay okay now you, you believe and, wait, and, you, and go ahead and she has also issued a statement in which she publicly admitted to defacing the New York Public Library's um, main facade last Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. I think those are sufficient grounds to have her arrested and, and brought to justice. Well, we'll we'll see what happens, uh, but she's not under arrest thus far. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying, it's, I'm not stating, John, that someone that's advocating these types of bad things should continue to be out there. But it, it's just not that easy to say she's the leader of the pack. Go arrest her. It, it just doesn't work that way unless you can unless the prosecutors can establish, uh, to your point, exactly what she did that led to the criminal activity. And I mean, well, exactly. again, as I said, she said publicly issued a statement which she admitted to defacing the main facade of the New York Public now, Library. I, now, and I, her, I, I, guarantee you, I, I guarantee you that if I saw the statement, I would be able to tell you where the loophole was. There's nobody in their right mind that's going to fess up to doing that, John. Now, you may have interpreted that way, but I, I, if she's smart and if she's truly a leader, then she probably had a lawyer look that over. I guarantee you, if I saw, could you send me that statement? Because I guarantee you that she posted that I could find the legal loophole where she's not legally responsible for that. Can, can you forward it to me? Well, I, I'll tell you what. Look under uh, City Councilwoman's Ina Vernikov's tweets because she recently retweeted that that uh, statement. So this she, is, uh, she retweeted the, the, uh, the, the woman's statement. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I will take a look. John, thank okay. you for the call. Have a great morning. Dominic Carter here with you folks. We are taking your telephone calls. Busy news morning up until the top of the hour. And of course, there's still the issue of Congressman George Santos. Will the vote happen? Uh, will, will it not happen? It is set to occur on Friday. It's almost like a game of dare where he's daring Congress to uh, vote to to expel him. It looks like that vote is going to happen Friday. No guarantee that he will be expelled, but the vote is due to occur on Friday. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Elon Musk tells advertisers who left X to go F yourself. 
and a fiery interview. The billionaire told advertisers who have fled his social media platform X, formerly known as uh, Twitter. And every time I say that, I feel like I'm talking about Prince. But anyway, uh, to the advertisers that have fled X over anti-Semitic content, uh, Musk says, go F yourself. His profanity-laced remarks followed a moment of contrition in a New York Times Deal Book Summit interview as he first said, I'm sorry for a tweet that agreed with an anti-Jewish post on X on November 15th. He's faced a lot of criticism since, uh, since November 15th, I believe the day when he agreed with a user who falsely claimed Jewish people were pushing hatred against white people, saying the user who referenced the quote-unquote great replacement conspiracy theory was speaking the actual truth. On Wednesday, Musk said he handed a loaded gun to detractors, describing his post as possibly the worst he has made during a history of messages that included many foolish Ones. And he bristled at the idea that he's anti-Semitic and he says that advertisers who have left X should not advertise on X and should not think they could uh, blackmail him. But he's telling those advertisers, go F yourself. Let's go to Jerry, New Jersey. Good morning, Jerry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning. Um, do you know that the January 6th, uh, the two of their leaders um, have gotten like 18 to 22 years. I know you're familiar with that. Enrique Tarros, I think his name might be, or Dario, Cuban-born, yes. African-American, Cuban-born guy. Yes. So he can't even get out for like 18, 19 years as it stands now. Parole was like you had to do 85% of your time. That's a pretty stiff sentence. And you look at Stuart Rhodes. He's a Yale Law graduate. They make him out like he's some kind of maniac. The man graduated from Yale Law School. And... He's no more of a maniac than, you know, anyone else out there. Uh, He just had his beliefs, but he's doing like 18 years. So the question is, when does anyone on the left ever get any time for organizing things that are dangerous or violent, where cops get beat up and punched or things get burned down or blown up or people get killed because they organized these types of things? Who gets a sentence anywhere near that ever? Well, you know, Jerry, that that's a great question that you're asking. And I I wish that I had an answer off the top of my head, but I don't. The only thing I can say about January 6th, uh, the sentences were a bit extreme in many of the cases. But let's keep in mind, we're talking about the seat of power. You you know, I'm not saying they were, well, they were wrong. I I, I mean, I'm not, Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is that because we could find wrong in almost anything that certain leaders uh, do. But but the January 6th case was such an extreme, and that's why I believe they got the sentences that they did, but but some of them were, uh, you know, a, a bit much, a bit much. Okay. I have another question about that, though. Where did you ever see police? In January 6th, I don't remember the police ever saying – Please vacate this area with bullhorns or leave now or you're going to be arrested. There were no warnings to anybody that I've ever seen. It's like they invited them in, too. I've never seen policemen act like that. There's something wrong with that picture. Well, perhaps, but um, I don't want to say 
I don't want to say, Jerry, that the train has left the station or not, because when I say that, that's my way of saying that, you know, when I, we, talk, we talk about the, the past election, we can debate it until we're blue in the face. The results are never going to change. And um, I, I do. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's not the reason that I bring that up often, the 2020 election. I bring it up because I believe if we can't even talk about that, then then even if they didn't cheat in 2020, the other side, although there were a lot of irregularities, definitely. But if they didn't outright cheat with intent to cheat, which I believe, you know, it's possible, right? Okay. But 2024, they are going to cheat. They're going to stop Trump at any cost. We see what they're doing. So if we can't even bring up 2020, some things look bad and we're afraid to talk about it, then they got us exactly where they want us for 2024. And they can do whatever they need to do to get this vegetable or somebody else like him elected. Okay, so Jerry, anyway, answer answer this question for me. We have a lot of calls, and then I need to yeah, uh, sure, sure. I do need to move mm-hmm. on. But so, mm-hmm. h- how long do you feel, honestly, that we talk about the last election until at least the twenty twenty four election? Because we have to try to secure the twenty twenty four election. No one's talking about securing the election. Everybody keeps thinking all these issues is going to make Trump win or or make someone in Trump's position win. You're not going to win if you can't get a fair election. If you have people stuff in boxes or you can't even look look the georgia election they haven't even seen i heard rudy giuliani say that i think yesterday they have never been allowed to see those write-in ballots they've never been allowed to even examine them the two republicans down there the governor and the election guy that runs the election both of them won't let them even look at those things why why won't they even let them look at them well i i i hear you jerry uh the response to that uh, is that, you know, the courts would not, I know your point is that they didn't look at it, but that numerous courts have, have rejected the arguments. I hear you, Jerry. I do have to move on. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Joe and Lindbrook. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. I wanted to talk about the Congressman Santos issue. Um, so he's not my congressman. Thank God I have the Esposito. Uh, but the thing is, though, I have a little bit of a problem with this with expelling him, or what do they call it, from Congress. But meanwhile, the Senate is not doing anything about the the crooked guy from uh, New Jersey, Melendez. So let me ask you a question, Joe, because I do have a problem with this. Whenever something goes wrong for a candidate, let's say in a party that you like, it's like, no, 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 let's not look at him. Let's look at the other side. Go look at those guys, Dominic. How come you're not talking about the other guys? Joe, why can't you accept that this dude should not be in Congress? He should have never been in Congress. He's a nut job, and it's as simple as that. I do agree with you, but I do believe it should be up to the people, not to the House. Well, people voted for him. Well, that's, that's kind of debatable. That's kind of debatable. The people did vote for him, but did they actually know the person that they voted in? That's the issue. And so you, you mentioned Menendez, right? So the feds came at Menendez with everything they had, and it was a hung jury. So if it's a hung jury, how, how, can, how, can, how can your will supersede the federal court system to renew, remove Menendez because you don't like the fact that Santos is going? No, I didn't say, uh, no what I said is, is that he shouldn't go. And actually, isn't Menendez... Wait, who who shouldn't go? Who, right who, now? Who, who who shouldn't go? Oh, either one of them. 
Oh, right. no. Santos, Santos should have oh, never been allowed to take office. He should have never been allowed to take office. He is an embarrassment to the political system. But go ahead. Oh, I agree with you. Like I said, he's not my congressman. <laughs> he's, I have the Esposito. But the thing is, though, wasn't Melendez just recharged again or Menendez, again? Menendez, yes. He's been, he's, but, right. but, but here's the difference, right? So, and, and they, they're going the same path with Santos, right? So Santos is now facing federal charges just like Menendez did. Menendez beat his case with a hung jury the first time. That's how he got a second life. I don't think he's going to be able to beat his charges this time. So so we'll see. Huh. But Santos is Santos is going down one way or the other. One way or the other. Oh, I, I agree with you. He's not my congressman. But my like you said, my thing is is that call me crazy, call me stupid. I think it should be left to the people. If he's indicted, he's not indicted yet. He's not guilty. Wait, wait, wait. Who Santos Santos has been charged by the feds. Right? Yeah, has he been found guilty yet? No, no, he's not been found guilty yet. The the trial has not happened yet. But I think well, then, I think I think he's facing I think he's facing uh uh nineteen counts or twenty one counts. He's he's done, no matter how you look at it. He's done. When when the, when the feds you, when the feds are done with Santos, you'll never hear his name again. Simple as that. My thing is though, I mean, I agree with you. Shouldn't it be left up to the people? Hey, he, no, he not 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 in, not in the case of Santos. The only thing I'm disappointed right, is that they didn't act faster on Santos. And the reason why they couldn't uh, act. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. No, finish. You're, no, no, I was just going to say, I, no, I was just going to say, me on something, which no, I appreciate. The, 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 the only thing I was going to say is that the only reason why they didn't act faster on Santos is he was one of the deciding votes because they, they because the Republicans only had what five seat or six seat lead, something like that. So they needed every single vote, but he's become such an embarrassment to the Republican party that he has to go. It's as simple as that. What's going to happen with uh, Senator Menendez. We'll see. He might have the same fate, but remember, all he needs is one on that jury, just one to have reasonable doubt, and he can survive. But looking at his polling numbers, he's done, and the first lady of New Jersey, Tammy Murphy, is going to be the next senator in New Jersey based on polling as of right now. Joe, thank you so much for the call. I only got a few seconds left, and so they belong to my man here, Frank Marano, the other side of Midnight. Hello, Dominic. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Henry Kissinger, his life and his legacy. Going to be joined in a half hour by Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch. We'll talk about the Middle East situation and a bunch of other things. Uh, Brian Kilmeade will join us to discuss the news of the day, and I will be joined in the 2 o'clock hour by an honest-to-goodness medium. And that's all coming up very soon, right after news headlines. Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. Tell me something good. The final seconds I have left. Tell me uh, something well, good. it's uh, Friday Eve. <laughs> oh, also, I'm going to be uh, sitting in for the first hour of Sid Rosenberg's show that's today. That's what I was trying to go to. So you'll be in for the first hour. First hour. Sid Rosenberg, 6 a.m. Tomorrow and Friday. Today right and here, Friday. Today and Friday, right here, Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences 
businesses in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com. 